0: Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, MyLin, and Interaction Media. Now let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Oh, yes, I always am. Well, thank you, Jim. I'm um, real excited to be here on the show and uh, to uh, also uh, have some fellow West Virginians hear a little bit about our company. Um, yeah, we, we've had some great publicity. Matter of fact, we, uh, Jim, we were just in the Oprah magazine uh, this past summer on her O-list, which was great. We got quite a, no- a few sales from that. And um, uh, we've been in Vogue magazine uh, and, uh, I mean, Singapore, Runways, uh, Uh, Like you said, old Girl, Interview Magazine, um, uh, a lot of magazines in Europe, actually, too. But uh, yes, we've had some great publicity with our company, and it's just sort of accumulation over the years, I guess, of, of credibility with the product. Well, I'd say, uh, you know, I I sort of feel there's a little difference in the economy here. So I am excited about that. Um, I'm also excited, you know, we have a really nice facility uh, now and our production is is streamlined. So I think in 2018, we're really set to uh, be able to produce, uh, you you know, the product. But we're also uh, creative. and, And one of the things that we do since we now manufacture our own rope here in West Virginia uh, right at our facility, uh, th- that I'm, I'm expanding into some different products like, like dog leads and horse leads and uh, uh, you know different rope products like that. So I'm looking at getting into some you know vet- veterinarian uh, type shops and and um, pet stores and, and places like that uh, to promote our, our product. We also have some enhancements we've made. We're making to um, some of our sandals. Um, you know, we, we've started a braided line. We call it the Braided Bunch, <laughs> and uh, so we actually have uh, people who hand braid uh, some strands of our rope together to make a really neat little uh, braid-type thing uh, on the straps that go across your feet. So we're always being creative, and uh, those are the things that that I love about about working in this business. Well that's sort of an interesting story um Gherkes, uh was started uh, around 1984 and the original owners sold products um you know other sandals, the tanning salons and so forth that you know the plastic molded type sandals and so and and they somehow bumped into these rope sandals and um you know the story is you know is told I don't know how true it is you, know, you never know it's sort of handed down through the ages kind of a thing uh, but that a hippie commune had developed this type of product, and that the original owners went to them and said, "Hey, man, can we can you make these for us on a commercial basis?" And they didn't want to do it, so uh, somehow they bumped onto a, a guy out of Mexico that was doing it, and so the product was made made in Mexico, and it was actually made in a jail, um, in a Juarez jail, is where Gerky started out um, as far as their their main production, um, so. Uh, as these guys, uh, you know, built the business, they built a pretty good business, and, and it catered mainly to the tanning salons and beauty shops and small mom and pop shops uh, like that. And and then it was sold to another guy uh, who operated the business for a number of years. And that's where I came into the picture. Is my wife had come home wearing a pair of sandals, and I, uh, she, you know, I, I wasn't really a sandal kind of person at the time. <laughs> But she said, everybody at work wants these sandals. And I said, well, that's cool. I said, let me see, you know, maybe I can find a manufacturer. Maybe I can sell these things if they're so hot. Because I was doing a lot of e-commerce stuff. And um, I sold different things on the internet. And I thought, would it not be neat if I could sell these sandals? And so I found a manufacturer and I bought some sandals. And I I made a little web page. That was back in 1997, Jim. That was like 97, 98. That was 20 years ago. And I put a little web page up, and that was when the Internet was just getting going, you know, and um, uh, at least around here. And my sandals started selling. It's like, wow, people are looking for these things. And so uh, as time went on, I got more and more orders, and, and I did get a little frustrated. It was it was sort of difficult at first because, you know, I had to order a minimum pair. and It was just like a little hobby. Uh, like I'd have to order like a minimum of 24 pair. I think it was at the time. And, you know, someone might order a size eight and I didn't have that size. So now I have to order a whole number, uh, a bunch of 24 just to get that one size eight. <laughs> so it became a point where I was thinking, am I wasting my time with this thing? I always, I have a whole, you know, shelf full of shoes I don't need. And, um, but anyways, I hung in there with it and, uh, after a while became her top distributor. And we were selling tons and tons. I was—I had a really nice living just selling product out of my house. And, um, you know, I would order them from the guy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He would ship them to me. And we just filled orders. We did it all day long. And another really interesting thing, Jim, is that, you know, there were other distributors that sold this product at the time. And I was the most expensive. And even though I was the most expensive, I sold more than, than the others did. So that goes to tell you that cheap isn't always better. And, uh, and the reason I did the most expensive because in a sense, because in the beginning days, the san- the business was sort of a hassle. And so I thought if I'm going to do this, I want to make some money. I don't want to just like turn in dollars, you know? And so I m- made the price to where it was worth my while to do it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the days before Amazon. So, um, so anyways, that's how i got started and then in 2009 i bought the company yes oh that's a little a little scary i guess i could say <laughs> I had this this guy in Mexico. His name was Jaime, and uh, Jaime made the sandals. But Jaime also controlled the business, which was very unfortunate. And um, because you know his production wasn't always what you'd expect, and um, there were some huge discrepancies that I had with him with um, with production and materials because I would I would buy rope out of um, out of North Carolina. And I'd ship like a tractor-trailer load of rope to North Carolina to um, uh, a, a depot, like a tractor-trailer place in El Paso, Texas. And then Jaime would come across the border, and he'd take this um, – uh, he'd pick it up. He'd just have a truck come pick it up and take it into the jail. And then then they'd make these sandals, and, and I paid him a certain price to make the sandals. And I, you know, I had to pay for all the materials, and I had to pay for his equipment. And I had to pay for the boxes, and I had to pay for the freight, and I had to do all that kind of stuff. And uh, he didn't always um, produce what I wanted produced. And um, long story short, he got really, really behind on um, production. And uh, I lost you know, six figures in, uh, in real money that was sent there to him. And uh, so one day we're sitting here. Uh, I quit paying him, August 2010. I said, man, I'm not paying you anymore. You know, And I wanted him to send everything back, and of course he didn't. Um, so I lost out on, on a bunch of stuff. Um, but I looked at my daughter-in-law, and I said, Ashley, do you think we can make these things? And she, she looked at me like I was crazy. So I, uh, you know, I was in too deep to give up. So we cut them in half. I cut them in half with a paper cutter. And a former owner did visit Mexico one time. And he took some pictures. They weren't like how-to pictures. There was those little cardboard cameras, you know. Um, so he just sort of snapped some pictures, you know. Of these of these people making these sandals of just like the shop, what it looked like. And I scanned them into um, uh, with a scanner and, and a, into a file, and I enlarged them in my computer. And I would sit there for hours, you know, trying to figure out what is that thing over there? What do they do with that? You know, you know, trying to. Find- how to, what, what in the world were they doing? And then then the machine that they used to make the soles, how did it operate? How did it run? I you know, couldn't figure that out. And, and I thought, you know, if I can figure out how to make the soles, then I bet we can do this. Because straps, how could hard could it be putting straps on something, you know? But the making the solid rope sole, you know, or welded them all together is was the key. So... I went to Harbor Freight and I bought a winch because I had to have something turn slow. <laughs> and um, so I bought a winch and I had somebody stand in the driveway with a pipe. and started to at my house in my driveway. And, and, and they, I looped a piece of rope around and melted together. So it was like a huge, it was like a 30-foot long fan belt, you know, one big loop. And then I uh, welded a piece of uh, rope to that loop and turned a winch on so that it would roll around and roll around like a fan belt. And then I held a soldering iron between my fingers, pinching it together. And I thought, aha, that's how they do it. So that, that's how it started. It was, you know, making that first thing. And then so December or, or September uh, 2010, I only, I didn't even own the company a year yet. Almost a year. Uh, it's almost a year to today. I bought it, I bought it September 10th. 2009, and uh, Labor Day 2010, I went to um, Huntington Steel over here in Westover, and loaded my truck up with steel. And my nephew, his name's G.R., he he lived in North Carolina, and he was a welder for Roush Racing. And um, so I went down there with my truck full of steel, and we built the framework of my first little machine. And then I brought it back here and added the motor to it and all the electrical things and and uh, did all the little tweaks that needed to happen. To first thing, once I got that going, man, it was it was home. For, rest was just you know basic figuring out how to do all the styles and make the jigs to make it with, and 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 then the third thing, you know, after that was you know how to get production down to where the labor wasn't so much. Because first few years I was paying people basically to buy my product because my cost was way higher than what we were selling it for. Well, I guess, you know, one thing is um, two things. (laughs) It's sort of a tongue-in-cheek thing here. One is know when to quit or don't. (laughs) And I just don't quit. So uh, I just kept it going. I'm real proud of of what I have now. I'm I'm very proud of the product that we produce. We produce a top-notch product. Um, even my competitors have complimented me on my product. So yeah, that's nice to hear that, that, you know, we do have that. And, and then a lot of the tools and equipment that I've developed over the years, I've developed I don't know, six or seven other things that have made it, um, uh, probably not faster because, you know, you can only melt a piece of plastic so much, you know, and, and our carpet yarn that we buy is the same carpet yarn that most people walk on. And it's polypropylene, which is a form of plastic, and it melts. And you know, you can only melt something so fast. You don't want to. If you melt it too fast, you have too much melt. If you melt it too slow, then things don't stick together right. So, so you can't really speed up production per se because of the nature of what it is that you're doing. But one thing that I think that I have really refined is the. Um, uh, the it's, it's so duplicatable, you know, I, the way I've created the machines that I have, uh, they're not, I don't know if you, if you call them machines because they're hand, everything's hand driven kind of a thing. Um, but a new person can come in and pretty much pick it up and do it. And they're, it's not hard on your body. It's not, you know, your hands don't hurt, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, it, it's that, that's what, what I think one of the best things that have come up with this as far as Uh, the production. Wow, that is awesome. Alright, let's take a second to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. The State Journal, WV News, Interaction Media, United Bank, and of course, Mylan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to share these incredible business stories happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Alright, Ray, let's get back to business. All right, Well, I guess the first thing that probably would be the basic would be the colors, which is pretty neat. We we buy yarn out of um, Georgia, and um, we can get any color we want. You know, like I, you whatever color shirt you're wearing, I could send a sample to them, and they could make that color if they wanted to. But what's really neat about the the yarn is that um, in the uh, in the rope, in the construction of the rope, are three are, are actually 10 pieces of yarn that we spin into like a baling twine, a little thin twine. It's like an you know, eighth inch or so in diameter or something like that. Maybe a little more. And um, each one of those yarns have 120 fibers. So that's what makes it soft. And then we take three of those twines and twist them into a rope. So it's a two-step process. So first we make the twine, and then we take the twine and make a rope. But because there's 10 pieces of yarn in a twine, I hope this isn't confusing, I, I could mix different colors. So we've, we've made like a camo, you know, where we put 10 different colors of yarn in there to make a camo collar. Uh, so we blend, we can blend our ropes. And what's real neat about it is because we have our own equipment, I don't have to buy a minimum of 2,000 pounds of, of this, of a collar of rope you know, for, uh, you know, $4 and 50 cents a pound, you know, that's, that's like 9,000 or 8,000, whatever dollars, you know, you got tied up just in that one collar. But what I can do is I can have the yarn on hand and if I want to make a hundred pounds of it, I can do it. Um, yeah. So, so that's where we start with our collars. We get creative with color. And we could go in infinite, you know, to infinity with what the collar combos we have, but that's the hard thing is to keep yourself from getting overboard on creativity um but we have like uh seven different styles right now. Um we have a few others that are sort of a back burner kind of a deal, but we have like seven different styles and in a bunch of different colors. You can see them on our website. Our best selling style is one called the Neptune, which is mm-hmm. uh it, it is an open toe type of sandal, it has a heel strap on it. You know, it's not a flip-flop, it's a, like and it has three straps that go one way across your foot and then three that go the other way across your foot. So they crisscross, sort of like a basket weaving kind of a thing. And that's our top, you know, that's our top seller. But uh, what's another neat thing about a product that a lot of people really aren't aware of until they, I guess, buy them and try them out, you know, they're they're basically a fabric. So you're wearing a fabric on your feet and they might weigh three, four ounces a piece, you know, depending on your shoe size. So that's pretty light. So you feel like you're going barefoot everywhere you go and just have a soft step. It's almost like, like taping a piece of carpet to your foot and walking around. Um, and, and they, um, they're washable. So when you get them dirty, you can throw them in a washing machine with your clothes. You can dry them in a dryer. Uh, if you take them out to the lake or if you go to the ocean or whatever, they float. So if you're out in the water or, uh, or canoeing or whatever, and you drop your sandal. It's you going to float. You can go over there and get it. Ah. Uh. Best thing about doing business in West Virginia, well, number one, it's close to a lot of different markets, you know. Yes. Uh, we're close to Pittsburgh and D.C. and everywhere, so it's sort of centrally centrally located. Um, and, and, of course, it's going to depend on what what business you're in as far as that type, type of thing goes with West Virginia. But, um, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of distractions. You can sort of focus on, on what you want to do. But I would say that um, – to be in business in West Virginia, if you have a company and you have a product, I would I've, you've got to learn to be creative and um, diversify and, and see what all things you can um, accomplish with, with what you have. I mean, I love the people here in West Virginia. Uh, they're very nice people to do. As a matter of fact, I'm one of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, I grew up here. So this is my home state, and I'm real proud of it. You know, we're even... We even have Gurkies in the Tamarack and that was a, that was a big deal for me. That was, you know, I'm very, very proud. I'm, I'm, I'm the artist, you know, down there and, and they love our product and they sell them and we've been selling them down there for years. Um, so I have some other product. We also make belts. I wear a belt every day, I wear a Gurkies belt every day for years. They hold up real well. They're real comfortable. You know, they sort of, you know, uh, bend and they don't bite into your side or anything like that, you know? So, um, Well, first off, I would have to say, and I've learned it the hard way, there's no get rich quick scenario. You know, you always hear about these people just, oh man, just, got into this thing and just took off. Well, you know, you see how many years it's taken me to get to where I am. And um, I'm still not done by any stretch at all. I mean, there's a lot of lot of improvement that, that has to happen. But I say the biggest thing is uh, look at what resources you have yourself. You know, one thing I think people need to learn to do, and that's be self-reliant. Um, mm-hmm. With my company here, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I have this saying that I heard years ago and I don't know where I heard it from, but I love it. And it's, you know, 10% of something is better than a hundred percent of nothing. And so, you know, I, do, I do my own graphics. I, I do my own stuff on my website. You know, of course I've made my tools and equipment, you know, I train my people, you know, we, we make banner, we make our own banners and everything for our customers uh, you know, I have, you know, wide format printers here and stuff like that. So, you know, see how you can do all you can do in house, because, you know, it doesn't take too long if you have, if you're making a product and you have to farm out for this and farm out for that and, and for before you before you know it, everybody else has your profit. And uh, that's one thing, at least I, I think I have found, you know, until you get to a certain volume, you know, then you might say, Oh, okay, we, we can't afford to to have them do this or to do it ourselves, it's costing us more than, you know, you can farm it out to different places. Uh, vision long-term for Gherkies. Um, you know, I-, I love the sandals and the product, but I like to do more things with the rope which I touched on earlier, you know, in the pet pet care type products, you know, things that we can do with, with rope. And and I also have another, uh, you know, I think of things that I can put with Gherkies because, you know, the real profitability in any business is um, owning a distribution channel. And if you have uh, customers, if you have a, a line of customers, let's say you had a thousand customers and they bought your product. Well, the question is, You now own a channel of distribution. What what else can you put into that channel and sell to those same people? They already trust you. They already know you. They've already bought from you. What else can you use to complement what you have that they might buy? And then for free, you ended up making more profit off of that. So, like I have a a trademark I, I I come up with called you know for sunglasses. So, you know, sunglasses and sandals sort of go, go together. So I, that's, I, that's cool. one of the things that I want to hopefully get out, you know, this year also, you know, a dog lead may not. <laughs> it's sort of like a whole different uh, category. But um, I would like to, uh, you know, continually come up with uh, things I can plug into GERKES that, that help all my GERKES customers. One thing I do every day, well, sheesh, my, my, my mind is going 24 hours a day. Um, I would say, you know, sort of trying to stay focused on, uh, you know, where you're headed. And and, and then part of, you know, one of the challenges, because you do get, as a business owner, you get caught up in the details. You know, I, I would say uh, trying to stay out of the details as much as possible and, and be looking ahead. Uh, that's what I, That's what I try to do. It's a difficult sometimes, but that's what I try to do every day. My phone, <laughs> yeah, iPhone, yes, sir, man. Uh, I mean, my orders come through there. It's sort of like checking the pulse, communicate with my people, no matter where I am. I can say, "Hey, we just got an order of blah blah blah." You know, start making this material for it. So uh, it's pretty awesome. Well, there are so many of them on there, but I'll tell you what, the first book that I read, which was in, uh, I was in 11th grade, and it's my favorite book always, and that was Think and Grow Rich. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, it's the basics, you know, you can listen to all these things in the world and go off on all these tangents, but it's the basics, you know, no matter what, when you wake up in the morning, and how you think and what you do, that's what makes the difference. Well, of course, we're available all over the world through our website. But, you know, we have um, exported to, I would say, in excess of 25 countries. And so every year we get a plaque from the governor for all the new countries that we've been into. And uh, it's pretty exciting and it's neat. You know, the the really neat thing about it is meeting fellow West Virginia companies. You know, it's like a little gathering of the people that – have the uh, whatever it takes you know to export Uh, the best way is to go to um, www.gurkees.com. That's G-U-R-K-E-E-S.com, and uh, you know you can order anything you want right there. I'm trying to remember here. I can give you guys a coupon code. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'll give a, a coupon code for the people that have listened to this podcast. Okay, Jim. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, our hope is that we, in some way, inspire and teach you all by sharing awesome success stories in West Virginia. Of course, we encourage you to share these stories, too, on your social media channels. Until next time, I'm Jim Matuga.